Well, he's moved on to compare the Israeli-Palestinian situation to a real estate deal. <laughs> Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. Uh, he's moved on from the Kavanaugh questions. He's starting to take the international press course questions, uh, and they're asking about other things. Um, we will carry the press conference uh, live on the WSB Radio app. Um, we'll have it on, on WSBRadio.com as well. We have, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Let me begin with the Michael Avenatti situation. Actually, you know what? Let me begin with the radar first uh, because it's that bad. Um, If you're on I-85, I I don't care where you are on I-85, it's raining. Uh, Unless you're in Doraville uh, on 85 at 285, it's not raining there. Uh, but it's raining two miles in either direction of the junction of 285 and 85. If you're on I-20 headed out towards Madison, Greensboro, you got really heavy rain intermittently. Uh, The worst stuff now is to the east of Covington. If you're on I-20 headed towards Alabama, you're in rain until you get past Villarica. If you're on 75, you're actually 75 is the best drive weather-wise tonight. Uh, south of the airport, all the way down towards Macon, you're okay. And then uh, north of 285, north of the Braves Stadium, you're good all the way up to Adairsville. How about the Braves, by the way? Uh, we hadn't had a chance to get into them because of all the other stuff. Now, now we need to deal with Michael Avenatti. Let me give you the summation of Michael Avenatti's client. Michael Avenatti, he's the creepy porn lawyer. Represented Stormy Daniels and best I can figure from the affidavit is that he was actually writing a plot summary from one of Stormy Daniels films and it got it, it actually got put in affidavit form because that's essentially what Michael Avenetti's client is claiming is basically in summation that Brett Kavanaugh ran a drug operation as a 15-year-old and organized rape gangs to go to parties of high school students where they would drug girls and form a train of men to rape them. That That is what her allegation is. Uh, now, Michael Avenetti uh, initially posited that he that his client would say she was sexually assaulted by Kavanaugh. That's not what she's saying at all. She's saying she went to the parties. Brett Kavanaugh was at the parties. She learned later he was the drug-running kingpin and organizer of the rape gang and that he and Mark Judge would would uh, drug the punch bowl. So this girl graduated in 1980 and claims that as a sophomore in college, she still went to high school parties where there were rape gangs and she went more than 10 times to rape gang parties. And that the only thing she did was avoided the punch bowl. She never told the authorities. She said, everybody knew. Everybody knew about this. She said, well, it, it, it is it is of note that no major journalist in this country, nor major Democrat in the Senate is running with Avenatti. The only people who are running with his claims are the journalists who rely on clicks uh, to stay employed. If you, if you got to generate clickbait and get traffic to your website, uh, you're probably running the story. Otherwise, you're there. there's no there there with this Michael Avenetti stuff. And he's twisting his story and trying to avoid tough questions. It is not credible. I told you yesterday, a certain senator told me that um, 
this the Ronan Farrow Jane Mayer story was pushing him into the Kavanaugh camp. He had been sitting on the sidelines trying to make up his mind. And more and more now, this is just pushing him over the edge. Uh, I do want to tell you about the president's press conference as well. I got a text message from a sitting senator who's one of those people don't know how they're going to vote. And he said I could quote him. I, I can't say who it is, but he said he hasn't uh, blanked it up, but he's still talking. But this is okay. Uh, assessment from a, a an undecided Republican senator on the Kavanaugh matter uh, that the president has not screwed up. Um, but at the time, this was 40, 48 minutes ago when he texted me or so, uh, the president was still talking, but, but said this was okay. And yes, I think that's right. The president did a good job. Now, we have Christine Blasey Ford's written testimony to the Senate. I want to tell you why Brett Kavanaugh came up in her therapy session. By the way, um, I should give you the phone number because I haven't. I'm happy to take your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I need to tell you why Christine Blasey Ford outed Brett Kavanaugh as her attacker. You're not going to believe this. I'm going to read from you. The, I, listen, I need to, I, y'all know me. We have a relationship, not a, not a drug running game break relationship. We're not in high school. Y'all know me. I'm being serious here. You're going to think I'm not serious. You're going to think I'm making it up. I'm not. I'm reading from her actual sworn testimony. When you testify before the United States Senate, you are required to submit sworn written testimony that you then read. I'm going to read from her testimony why Brett Kavanaugh came up. If you're on the road, keep your hands on the steering wheel because you may begin to laugh so hysterically that you might wreck. And I don't want you to wreck. Are you ready for this? Because I'm, I'm not making this up, y'all. Direct quote. I told my husband before we were married that I had experienced a sexual assault. I had never told the details to anyone until May 2012 during a couple's counseling session. The reason this came up in counseling is that my husband and I had completed an extensive remodel of our home and I insisted on a second front door, an idea that he and others disagreed with and could not understand. In explaining why I wanted to have a second front door, I described the assault in detail. I recall saying that the boy who assaulted me could someday be on the U.S. Supreme Court and spoke a bit about his background. My husband recalls that I named my attacker as Brett Kavanaugh. Y'all, she's claiming that she knows it's Brett Kavanaugh because she wanted French doors on the front of her house. Yep. I, from now on, if you have double doors on the front of your house, instead of calling them French doors or what have you, we're going to call them Kavanaugh's. That's right. You get double doors on the front of your house, it's a Kavanaugh. This is this is her actual sworn testimony that it was it was a, a dispute. Now notice what she notice her language. Her husband recalls. 
that she named her attacker as Brett Kavanaugh. She does not recall. Her husband recalls. In fact, she submitted three affidavits today of people. The media, USA Today, ran a big story saying this is corroborating evidence that, that there are four people to corroborate Christine Blasey Ford's account. Only one of them, her husband, only one of them, her husband, mentions Brett Kavanaugh. The others don't mention Brett Kavanaugh, just that she had mentioned an assault. That's it. That's what we have. She claims she'll be showing up tomorrow. By the way, um, you should know that she went to Diane Feinstein the last day of July in 2018 and... Seven days later, in Maryland, took a polygraph. They didn't release the polygraph until this afternoon. Do you know what the polygraph is? She has a handwritten statement. She has a handwritten statement. And the polygraph person asked her, is your statement true? Yes. Are you making any of it up? No. And that's her polygraph. That's her polygraph. But you know what? The letter to Diane Feinstein says there were um, it, 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 she got the key details wrong in the polygraph. In the letter to Diane Feinstein, she says there were four people there. In the polygraph, she says there were six. She told the therapist that there were four attackers, but now she says the therapist got that wrong, and she won't release the therapist notes to to see whether or not she got it wrong or not. She told Diane Feinstein there were four. Now she's saying there are six in her polygraph that happened seven days after she gave the letter to Diane Feinstein. Her story is completely inconsistent. But now we know how Brett Kavanaugh first came up in 2012 after he had been mentioned. We now know the date. It was May. It was well after the stories mentioning him as Mitt Romney's top pick for the Supreme Court. She says she mentioned Kavanaugh because she wanted double doors on the front of her house. That's Brett Kavanaugh's fault, people. She wanted double doors. It is absolutely fascinating. A Huffington Post reporter saying, oh, sounds like the president's not standing by his man in that press conference like he's ready to move on to someone else. Uh, I'm assuming that's the Democrat talking point uh, because that was a president of the United States who is standing by Kavanaugh but knows the Senate's holding the hearing tomorrow and he doesn't want to look like he's uh, jumping jumping the gun. Uh, how about that, that uh, Acosta nonsense? Uh, we'll get into that when we come back. Um, but first, let me go to the phones here real quick. Taylor and Marietta, welcome. Got about a minute. Hey, man, I really appreciate your show and love your perspective. Thank you for what you do. Sure. Um, so I see on your Twitter all the time and on your show talking about presumption of innocence, which mm -hmm. is awesome and is the cornerstone of our justice system. My question is, since this isn't technically a matter in the justice system, uh, where does that fall? Because it isn't the, you know, it isn't the standard for how we speak is the standard for how we judge. 
Well, uh, you know, it, it is it is kind of a, a underpinning point of our civil society that people are presumed innocent of things until found guilty. In fact, if this is a job interview under federal labor law, if someone is accused of a crime and you reject them solely for the basis of an accusation of a crime, you can be sued for that. So, I mean, if this is a job oh. interview, even under federal law, I mean, I, I don't know that people understand this under employment law. If, if Taylor, if, if you were accused of a crime, uh, if someone made an accusation against you, and your employer did not thoroughly vet whether or not that accusation was true and denied you, they could be leg- legally culpable for that. Uh, if this is a job interview, follow federal employment law. You can't reject someone because of an accusation of something that there's no criminal report base basis for it. Maybe this thing will be over in the next couple of days. We will see. In the meantime, the phone number is 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Uh, Back to the phones we go to John calling from coming. Welcome. Yes, hello. Hi there. Hi. I I just wanted to say I think they've, they've managed to turn a constitutionally required confirmation process into something that the wwe would be jealous of a spectacle that we ought to we ought to have a pay-per-view for the accusers ball and um they can't blame trump in fact they've managed to do something really interesting i think and that is to turn trump into the uh president who appears somber and quiet and level-headed <laughs> yes that, that that is a really good point john yeah i mean the democrats have gone absolutely hysterical with these accusations uh and they're not being helped by people like michael avenatti um the senate republicans really want to take the uh the high road here they want to interview ford they want to interview kavanaugh and then they want to be able to vote. Now, there's some last-minute haggling with Susan Collins and others. Should they track down Mark Judge or others? Um, th- what the Democrats are doing is they're trying to say, oh, wait, we got this person's going to be a witness. Oh, wait, this person's going to be a witness. And uh, they're just trying to run the clock out uh, towards November. And the Republicans, if they can pull this off and get a win, I think the president's right. If the Republicans stick together, they're going to pick up Democrat votes. And they will be able to get Kavanaugh confirmed, secure the Supreme Court for a generation, and move on. At least they should be able to. Now, I got to play you some of this Avenatti uh, nonsense from earlier today. So he said yesterday that his, his client would accuse Brett Kavanaugh of assault. And now her actual testimony is that Brett Kavanaugh drank at a party where she learned later sexual assault occurred. And she believes that Brett Kavanaugh ran a drug ring and a gang rape ring, but she's not sure about that. Seriously, this is this is what we're dealing with here with Avenatti. Uh, now, listen to him. He was on The View earlier today. They, they trotted him out for this rollout. He made the claim himself about the sexual assault. Listen to him dodge this. Did he do anything to this particular woman, Julie Swetnick, or are, is she alleging that she just has seen him be aggressive with right. other women? Well, I think the allegations, Sonny, if you read, if you read further in the declaration, are far more specific um, and uh, relating to Brett Kavanaugh's conduct uh, towards women in general, uh, including the attempts to uh, drug 
uh, women by placing uh, grain alcohol and or drugs in uh, basically the punch at these parties, uh, that many of these women ended up gang raped, unfortunately. I mean, the details in this declaration are specific. Uh, they are shocking. Uh, but above all else, they are true. And my client stands behind them 100%. And she's looking forward to having an opportunity to meet with one or more FBI agents, hopefully, and describe what happened. And she's also prepared to testify, uh, if she's permitted to do so, to the U.S. Senate. <laughs> Notice how he completely dodged on, did Brett Kavanaugh do anything to this woman? Uh, Jake Tapper called him out on that this afternoon. Listen to this. She didn't specifically say that Kavanaugh was one of the attackers. Is your client claiming that Kavanaugh raped her? Uh, I'm not going to have any further comment on that specific allegation. She's going to detail that for the FBI and hopefully for the Senate Judiciary Committee, ultimately in a public hearing. But I'm not going to provide any additional. That's a pretty big mess of all of us hanging out there. I mean, you know, are you saying that Kavanaugh was present? that Kavanaugh was present in the room, he was in the line, he was in the party. I mean, just to say he was present is, is a really e egregious lack of specificity when you're talking about charges this horrific. And I'm not saying that I don't believe them. I'm just saying, what exactly are you saying, or is she saying? Narrator, Jake doesn't believe him. Jake, I disagree completely with what you just said. Let me be clear about something. This is not my declaration. These are statements by my client. So no, notice how he redirects there at the end. After what Jake's asking him about the seriousness of it, he says your, accusa your accusation. Then then he clarifies, Jake says, clarifies, not, not yours, but your client's. And Evan said, I strongly disagree with what you've just said. These are not my allegations. See how he's obfuscating there. He's, he's not wanting to answer the questions. Well, Beth Wilkinson is Brett Kavanaugh's attorney. Here's what she has to say. He doesn't know her. He doesn't. He's never met her. And we've had people already calling our office and emailing us saying, they don't know her. They've never seen her at the parties that they attended with him. But when you think about the allegations, they are alleging that for years there were gang rapes going on with multiple men, with multiple women being victims. That is such a frightening allegation. I don't understand how first her lawyer, Mr. Avenatti, didn't go immediately to the police. And back then, why people wouldn't have said something. We understand why women don't generally report sexual assault, and they often don't talk about it for a long time. But this is a quantum leap different from that. This is a frightening allegation that there were groups of boys with groups of girls over two years involved in drinking, drugs, and gang rape. And no one ever went to the police. No one's gone to the police to this day to report those allegations. It's truly outrageous yeah it is outrageous uh, it is outrageous if if that many people participated so much so that it was commonly known no one said anything no one to this day has said anything there there are no victims oh by the way senate investigators this evening are saying that they can find no one to substantiate the claims of avenatti's client he claimed to have multiple witnesses that they, they've got nobody this is what we've come to y'all i i said on twitter last night and i'll say it again Someone somewhere within the DNC tonight is sitting next to their pile of marijuana and their bong thinking, I told them to start with the beer and end with the rape, not to start with the rape and end with the beer. Because that's where we are. We started out two weeks ago with an accusation of sexual assault by Brett Kavanaugh. And now the New York Times, BuzzFeed, and the Washington Post are running stories about, well, he drank in college. 
And then we have Avenatti come out and say, whoa, no, he was a 15-year-old drug runner who organized rape gangs. That's what he's saying. And I just, I, again, I got questions for this lady. If she's going to say this, she graduated in 1980 and continued when she was in college going to high school parties. What, what, what college kid do you know who goes to high school parties? And that she went more than 10 times while there were people being gang raped in college or in, in high school, that there were drug runners. And what did this responsible adult who was a sophomore in college do? And she didn't call the cops. She just avoided the punch. That's the story Avenatti wants us to believe. Well... Here we go again. Uh, NBC News reporting that we now have a new accuser coming forward tonight. The Senate Judiciary Committee probing allegations of physical assault uh, by Kavanaugh uh, against someone when he worked for Ken Starr in 1998 investigating Bill Clinton. Woman says they all went to out, uh, all had drinks, and that he... Uh, tried to force himself on her in front of other people while they were outside the restaurant. That is the claim. I'm just passing on the drip, drip, drip of this stuff. I, I just don't think it is a coincidence at this point that these things are all dripping out as we come quickly towards an end here. Uh, I, I, I do not, do not believe that this is anything other than an organized effort. Uh, my goodness gracious. Let's go back to the phones. Nancy and Buford, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. I've never called in to talk with you before, but this has bothered me to the core of my being. And I will just say, for me, it's a war cry. Um, as an American woman, not a hyphenated American, but a real American, it's time for people, men and women, young and old, if you're not registered to vote, you need to do so, and we need to vote, and we need to stop this. And this is such an evil thing. Can Does he have any right to sue these people after this is well, over? Well, see, and this is the problem, and, and Nancy, i got to let you go there because I've got less than 30 seconds here. Uh, this is the problem. He, he's up for Supreme Court seat, um, and he's he can't really sue because he's a public figure, although I'm starting to think he needs to try on some of these. My goodness, it's just so predictable.